Chef. Listen. Local. Show. Show. <laughs> We're coming. Minus Casado, because she's busy being 50 somewhere. Happy 50th. I don't believe it. So, um, anyway, we have a great show for you this week. Lots of cool stuff. Jules takes you to the stars. Nisha gives you some beauty tips. Marsha takes you out for dinner and a movie. And right now, we're going to turn it over to one of our awesome local music community members, John Caruso. Take it away, John! My name is John Caruso. Um, I'm from San Marcos. Uh, I've lived in San Diego for about two and a half years now. Uh, Singer-songwriter. I've been songwriting for 17 years. I've been playing music for 29 years. And a uh, new record coming out in October. I have a single coming out in August. Uh, it's called Ballroom, and I'm promoting that today. And uh, the new album's called Green Lights. That'll be out on October 2nd. And uh, it's my second solo album. I'm very excited about it. Um, just looking forward to uh, just being the best songwriter possible, uh, more sophistication on this one, more uh, articulation, and um, just uh, having fun making music. Uh, the song you're listening to in this video is That's Ballroom. That's uh, the new single coming out in August, and that'll be on the new record, Green Lights. And uh, as I was explaining before, it's um, it's really just uh, an illustration of uh, just like a really good dance with someone uh, relating to anything, life, relationships, love, um, and uh, just having like a good dance with someone and celebrating that and, and how cool it can be. Um, so it's a song about that. Yeah, thanks for uh, checking out the show this week. Uh, go check out my new record for sure, uh, Green Lights. comes out October 2nd, iTunes, Spotify. And uh, check me out around San Diego. Uh, like I said, I'm on the road a lot right now, but I will be back. So all my shows are on Bands in Town. Um, all my shows are on social media. So uh, so check it out, and uh, thanks for watching. Take it up high, keep aiming at the sky while you
so gracious as to let us come in and uh, take over this beautiful studio here in El Cajon. Alex is at the helm and uh, he's going to be engineering today and we're going to record a new Calamity song. Woo! Maria, this place is beautiful. Super cool. Congratulations. Thanks. This is super legit. Too sweet. A too sweet studio. <laughs> so this is your uh, sort of office and, and yeah, this, this where is where we you do, do lessons. Yeah, lessons. Okay. Awesome. Oh, wow, yeah. Another big room in here. Your decor is lovely. So, uh, how long have you been here? Um, I received this space, um, right, rent started renting it in 2015, January of 2015. Okay. And then I got next door in um, 2017, January. Wow. And worked on it, painted it, and built the vocal booth. That's so um, awesome. All that stuff. And so yeah, now we're trying to let people know, yes, we teach lessons, all ages, but we also do recording and um, a lot of like music producing and um, rehearsal space and awesome. that sort of thing. Spend your money in your wallet right Alex, now. how long have you been uh, working here at VIP Studios? Uh, almost a year, I think, or yeah. more than a year. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you're great. How long have you been doing what you're doing? Uh, well, since I was like 10. Yeah. Professionally, maybe three years. All right, cool. What would you tell prospective clients who might want to record here? Uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> How do they uh, find you guys? Uh, VIP School of Music or VIPstudios.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, what do you think about this place? I think it's cool. I mean, look at it. There's instruments on the wall, there's a banjo. Look at that violin over there. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's beautiful. Well, thanks for coming out and jamming on the Calamity action. Thank you. Love I feel you so tranquil. I know. I like that they made me use the click track again. In all the studios, they do it. And the whole thing is, is I really hate it. But all of a sudden, I was told to do this with my head. And I was like, and I, I know why all those rockers do this now. And, and I did it. So anyway, when you hear the recording, you'll realize how great I am at the click track now. Thank you, VIP Studios. I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, click track is nothing. Got nothing on you, right? Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Let's not get crazy. So how did you like VIP school? I love it. I love it. It's got a great vibe. You can color. <laughs> on your brakes. You colored that? Um, they have, uh, I yeah, I colored you, the whole I thing. Colored um, I colored some bits. Right. Some bits, especially the green bits. And there's beautiful stuff hanging up on the walls. Um, we got Frank Zappa on the toilet in the bathroom. <laughs> you gotta love that. So VIP to me is very inspirational amounts of patience um, because I'm not good with the click track, even though I'm rhythm, and um, thanks for being patient. Come on, you did awesome. Okay, thanks, I love you. You absolutely you have to did. say that. And someday when I'm a big girl, I'll be able to play this. Oh, uh, you're going to look good behind that, baby. In the forest like you are right now? In the forest. <laughs> She's outstanding in her field. Thank you so much, Mitch. Um, Thank you. Do you uh, intern? Are you were interning? What were you doing? I am interning. Wow. I'm learning how to do all the engineering oh stuff. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, do you intern here a lot? 
This is my first time. Did you like it? Whoa. I loved it. We were your first? Fantastic. You were my first. <laughs> Are you coming back? I'm coming back. All right, right. All right. <laughs> Alex seems like a great teacher. Well, thank you. Yes, he is. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, and I thought I'd dedicate a song to Maria. Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. All right. So we're Cherry Road. Hello, everybody. I think we're going to start this one off in honor of you, Catherine. The first song we played on a stage in San Diego was this song. And so we brought it back for you. Here. Love it. It's called Independent Groove. in Cherry Road. Hi, I'm Tyler. I play guitar and sing in Cherry Road. And my name's John. I play uh, guitar and sing in Cherry Road. We are a San Diego groove rock band. Uh, we're based down in North Park and we play all around San Diego. We've got a new EP coming out called Ambitions and the single off that EP is Dangerous, which you can get right now. So generally our sound is kind of uh, like a more of a hip-hop chassis combined with rock. Um, we all kind of come from different backgrounds. Tyler has a bit more blues, John more jazz, uh, Izzy our drummer is very rock based and I try to get in the middle of all of that. So it's just a mishmash of our favorite genres and uh, call it groove rock. So Dangerous is our single off our new record uh, Ambitions and the song is about uh, you know, falling really quickly uh, in love or whatever and being kind of nervous about that and uh, usually taking things slow and kind of pulling the reins in but you just gotta succumb to it anyway. So that's dangerous and it is. It's not love, it's like an July 20th, we're going to be here in Encinitas at First Street Bar. We go on at 6 o'clock, and it's going to be a great time. It's always super fun there. You can find more about us on our website, cherryroadband.com. Um, that's our central hub. You can you know, get to all our other pages, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. Um, so definitely check out all that. Dangerous is on there for free right now. Uh, you can go listen to that and soon Ambitions will be on there as well. So take a listen if you like it. Come out to a show. We're going to have a lot more this summer and uh, you can come join us for the fun. How about just like, thank you for supporting San Diego Music. Hope yeah. you guys out there. We, we got some new t-shirts and new hats. That kind of stuff. Some stuff. Sell it, baby. 
you know? You I, feel, I feel very similarly, but, you know, at I least just, I didn't do... I just feel like finding a new basis yeah. would probably yeah. be the best thing Did you really want more lines? It's fine, you know, like, there's... You have options, you have two options. There's green, you have red. You know, it's just, uh... It's uh, a real deal. From 1918 to do better. <laughs> hey pals, Catherine here. Excited to tell you about what's happening here at the Heritage Ranch during July. First of all, our Families Make History program is back every Saturday and Sunday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. under the direction of artist, musician, teacher, and all-around inspirational human being, Cece Artemisia. She'll be helping us make our own hats this month, so bring the whole crew and get creative while you sing along to some banjo songs on Saturdays or enjoy our Songwriter Sundays acoustic showcases featuring local musicians sharing their art with you while you create your art with your family. Take a tour of our museum. Our docents are incredible. A day at the museum is free to members or just $6 for adults, $4 for kids 5 and up, and our Songwriter Sundays is just a $5 donation, which helps keep the lights on here at the Listen Local Show. July 8th is our annual pet adoption event, and we've teamed up again this year with Rancho Coastal Humane Society, who will bring all the adorable adoptables to the ranch for your consideration. Bring your pet family for a fun day of animal activities, including an agility course, a reading from Danny Dog, pet-related vendors, food, and contests. Do you look like your dog? Register for our Doggleganger contest, or maybe your dog will take home the coveted Best Dressed Award. Don't miss this fun day at the ranch from 10 to 2, no charge to attend. July 15th is the game, and you're invited. Write a song to the title, Nobody Special, or What If, and then show up and play it with others doing the same. It's a great exercise for professional songwriters and great for first-timers alike. Grilled cheese and beverages available, or bring a picnic and spend the day with us. Performers get there at 12 p.m. and get your name in the hat. $5 donation supports the Songwriter Showcase. Hey, have your event here at the Heritage Ranch. You'll be helping to fund the museum and our efforts to preserve and share the history of our area, and you'll impress your guests with our unique setting and easy, ample parking. Lots of potential for your wedding, birthday party, or special occasion. Contact me at heritageranchhands at gmail.com for information. lovers and listen local fans this is marcia with another episode of movie and a dinner at my favorite theater amc 20 mission valley today i'm going to go in and see what else oceans 8 it's the chirk version of the oceans movies and hey people i will be doing my review from the restaurant i'm going to tie time on broadway circle downtown gas lab san diego ciao for now i have arrived all right, let's see what's going on in here. So, I'm seated outside. The uh, The view is lovely, it's it's not too loud. Um, it's actually quite pleasant. Um, and maybe I should just launch into my review while I'm waiting for my food. So, my movie for this month was Ocean's Eight. Um, it's an all-woman cast uh, featuring Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock. Um, I'm a huge Kate Blanchett fan. I'm not a fan of Sandra Bullock, I have to be honest. So Sandra Bullock plays Danny Ocean's sister, Debbie Ocean. And she's really good. 
Um, and like I said, I'm not a Sandra Bullock fan, but I thought she was wonderful. So if you like the other Ocean's films, let me tell you what you're gonna like about Ocean's 8. Debbie Ocean sources her crime counterparts carefully, just like Danny Ocean did in the other Ocean's films. The music during the heists is so good. It's just like it is in the Ocean's 11, Ocean's 10. It's really good, so you'll love the music and the handoffs and the, you know, the, the way that they pull the heist. It's exactly the same. Rihanna, who goes by the name Nineball, is quite convincing as being this hacker chick and she's really good. My only complaint about the movie, honestly, was that they cast this girl as her little sister who was also some sort of brainiac computer girl and it just didn't play for me. So I haven't decided whether or not Kate Blanchett sold her soul to the devil or if she's just living the cleanest life ever, but she just gets more beautiful and more powerful in every role. And if you're a Kate Blanchett fan, you are going to absolutely love her in this movie. All right, I'm gonna get my food now. Bye. I really like how they keep everything separate. So you've got your peanuts over here, you've got your bean sprouts and your green onions over here and you can just blend them in as you want. And I happen to order chicken. Mmm, chicken. So I said medium hot and it's not hot enough, so I'm going in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yummy. Wow, just wow. It's really good. It's tangy. I'm not sure what they do to make it so tangy. Um, it's not as peanutty as most of the pad thai I'm used to having, but that's kind of a, a really nice thing. I like it. So probably one of my only complaints about sitting outside at Thai time was that you don't get the same service that you get inside. Um, I don't think they meant anything by it. They're just really busy with the people inside. I'm not showing you my face all the way because I have pad thai in my teeth. I love the ukulele, you should love it too. Look at this. I love the ukulele, ukulele good to you. get this instrument it is amazing what's a chemo my name's Hank and I am chemo uh, chemo's uh, uh, my first name is James and in Hawaiian it is chemo uh, I started off my first ukulele I called I put a K on the top of it and said oh it's a chemo ukulele and um, when I made my second one, I said, well, what am I going to do? How can I do this? And uh, the, my daughter said, well, no, you have to keep the name. You have to keep the name. And so 14 years later, okay, it's still wow. chemo ukulele. And that's where we are right now. What, uh, what was the impetus? What got you involved and started? I like building things. And I have built everything. Everything that I have used, I've built. And I play a little bit of guitar. And I always wanted to build a guitar. And uh, one time my wife and I were in uh, Maui and, and we bought an ukulele at uh, 
really for my um, mother-in-law. And my wife says, well, why don't we buy you one as well, too? And um, I said, well, no, I can, I can build one. And I did. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, excuse me, I still, I still have it. It's up here covered, covered with dust. The very first one? This is the very, the very first ukulele. Uh, it didn't turn out all that well. It sounded great. And uh, it, was, it was a fun project. Didn't know anything about it. I think I bought a book and said, okay, this is how you do it. I just continued building, and it supports your habit. You know, you, you kind of buy stuff. It's, well, this costs a lot of money to buy wood and glue and spend all this time. So I started selling my instruments for cost or less or whatever you know, I could get for them at the time. And just to support my habit. And that's the way it started. Uh, three years ago, I retired from my real job, and uh, I took up Lutheran full time. I had built probably uh, 150 instruments by that time, mm -hmm. uh, or more, I don't know. And um, since that time, I've, three years, I've, put, I've probably built another 150 instruments. I'm turning out about 40 to 50 customers a year, wow. uh, which is which is a lot. Yeah, yeah for a one-man show. Yeah, it's a lot for a one-man show. My prices have increased a little bit, but, but uh, so is the cost of building. It's gone sure. up substantially. And the wood you use, I mean, it's it's just incredible. Yeah. I use a lot of koa, mm -hmm. and uh, koa seems to be it's a, a traditional, traditional wood, and a lot of uh, ukulele buyers uh, want koa. So I have a fairly extensive uh, selection of koa right now. I've been very fortunate to find about four different suppliers. Uh, some of my wood, um, well, actually, about 50% of my wood is salvaged koa. It, oh, isn't, it isn't freshly cut. Okay. And it, usually it comes from um, old projects or old stumps uh, that have been passed over, and every once in a while someone gets a contract in, in the Big Island to uh, salvage. And so, consequently, I can get some, I get some really intriguing-looking woods. Uh, sometimes they're a little difficult to work with, though, mm -hmm. uh, because they have been aged and uh, they've lost some of their elasticity. Sure. So, but they make beautiful instruments. Beautiful instruments. The sound hole, the little um, mm. monitor, yeah. I call it. Yeah, it's the side port. That's right. Okay, whatever you want to call this thing, over here on the side, uh, this is a small instrument. And uh, because of its size, it's difficult, because of its size, and also the fact that the strings are nylon low tension. They don't generate a lot of energy, and it's difficult to get sound out of this instrument. So you try the best you can with your bracing, and I have added the side sound port, which is not new. It, not new at all. I stole it off somebody else who stole it off somebody else. <laughs> and basically everything that I have done in this instrument has been plagiarized from some other... Inspired you know, by. Inspired by. If you want inspired <laughs> by, that's a nice term. So, uh, yeah, it, it, when you play it yourself, you hear the instrument right away. It's wonderful. I mean, it's and I've done it forever. And surprisingly enough, not every custom builder does this, but more and more custom builders have adopted the fact that you know, there's a reason for that. It sounds good. Some people don't like the way it looks. I have a customer in Florida that ordered his first ukulele. No side port. Uh, I have hearing problem. I can't do this. That sort of thing as well, too. 
And he ordered a second instrument. He says, I have to have the side port. I really made a mistake. I said, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't talk you out of it. I couldn't. Right. And now they all go that way. It's a little problematic with certain types of amplification because the sound is moving around in the instrument, <clears throat> coming in at different locations. So it can give you feedback. <clears throat> but presently, my um, the, uh, amplification that I'm using is undersaddled, doesn't seem to have that problem, and so I, I don't worry about it. But 99% of the time, the, uh, people are playing the set, acoustic anyway, and not with the pickup. And tell me about uh, the pickup and the amplification system that you use. Well, I use, I use, I pronounce it my size. Some, some people pronounce it Misi. Uh, and it's a very clever, it's made out of a, a, combination, a combination of parts. Uh, and techniques, but the, the most fun thing about this is um, is the fact that it all well all amplification needs some type of power source, uh, battery or otherwise. And uh, this particular one is pa powered with a rechargeable capacitor, and it's good for maybe I don't know fifteen hundred to two thousand charges, which ought to get you down the road a ways. Yeah. And all it requires is that you plug it into a socket or actually a 9-volt battery for about a minute. Right. And it charges you for anywhere from 9 to 16 hours. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of think my instrument is a second-tier instrument. People who have played, they have an entry instrument or maybe a couple of entry instruments, um, and they want something that's uh, custom or semi-custom. They want solid woods. They want something that's unique in appearance. And what I specialize in, that's what I specialize in. And so I call them that's not a collector's item and it's not necessarily an instrument for the best ukulele players in the world. It's, it's really meant for those people who really want to move up in the world. They want a nice sounding instrument and uh, they want a unique appearance. Mm -hmm. That's my focus. And it still is. People have been asking me for more and more inlay work and more exotic things. Mm -hmm. and. Those things are nice, but they don't improve the sound of right. the instruments. They just prove, improve the appearance Aesthetic, of the instruments yeah. sometimes, and it increase the cost substantially. And I like to tell people that you know this instrument is meant to be played, not hung on the wall. I mean, there are instruments out there that are so expensive and so exotic they can't be played. Uh, they have to be stored, and/or there are collectors that want to collect and think that maybe they're going to make you know a profit off the instrument mm. if they keep it for ten or twelve mm -hmm. years. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm kind of pulling my horns back in, and so I just want people to play them. Right. I want a nice sounding instrument. I want a full sounding instrument. I think I've got that. Um, on that note, all builders have their sound. They have developed their bracing patterns that they are comfortable with, and makes the right sound to their ears. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have as well. So in the category of second to third tier instruments and that sort of thing. We all have our sounds and I think we all have our place uh, in, in the custom instrument business. Sure. You know, and every instrument's a new instrument, so every instrument's an opportunity to try something new. And that's what I like about building the most. Is okay. You can say, maybe I can improve the sound a little bit. <clears throat> maybe I can sound it, make it sound bigger, or maybe I want a little um, sharper sound or better attack, you know, or a uh, different type of intonation and that sort of thing. You have that opportunity every single time wow, to do yeah. this. If I had my druthers, I think I would just control the number of ins the 
the designs of instruments to what I have now, which is a concert. I have a concert-sized pineapple. I have uh, actually three different tender models, but two would be suffice. Um, four, if you want to include my tenor pineapple, and then um, baritone. Is that Ooh. so? My new this is this is the baritone. My newest size of instrument I'm kind of intrigued with is uh, this, which is a little bit bigger. I don't know. If, yeah, I have a standard uh, concert up here, our standard tenor, which is a little bit bigger than the standard tenor. You can see. So the volume has increased. Uh, as we go up in the instruments. Um, and uh, I kind of like this instrument right now. Uh, that's what I'm trying to build for myself. But the ones that I have built have had um, a bit more volume. Uh, they're a little bit more complex in sound. Uh, they have a little bit deeper voice and more so definitely more sustain. And since I play fingerstyle, not a heavy strummer, uh, I kind of like that in, in an instrument, mm -hmm. and uh, that's another thing. I kind of, that's the instrument that I built for fingerstyle uh, right. quality. You can get in touch with me through my website, which is www.kimoukulele.com, and uh, it's really easy to just drop an email. Uh, my telephone number is seven six zero five eight five six three five two, and a call or text to that number works just fine as well. Wonderful. Um, or, if you want to listen to an instrument, uh, I strongly suggest that you, if you can, go to Hala Ukulele and play the various instruments down there so that you can get a feel for what my instruments sound like compared to comparable sure. instruments in the shop. And then you can understand. And I tell people, I say, well, you go in there and you shop with your eyes first, whatever appeals to your eyes. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Then you pick it up. Does it feel right in your hands? And you'll know immediately if it feels right, the balance is right. And then when you strum it, then that's kind of seals the, seals the deal. Because I surely have had a lot of people come in and say, oh, I want something with this, or I want something with that. And I have an instrument with those particular things in there. And they may play four or five or more instruments. Right. Uh, and I, I strongly urge that everybody do, they should test the instruments out as opposed to buying cold. Very nice. Okay, there's your ukulele. Thank you, Hank. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Folks, give Hank a shout. Actually, go to Hale Ukulele and, and play this amazing instrument. And then you will know. What's up? Listen local. Jules. Like, jumping around. Jules. Episode. I think this is the third one. Where are we going today? Darren Sater from the Rough. Tucson, Arizona. We're coming for ya. Playing with some good bands tonight. So for y'all who are hip on the, the social, I joined a band called The Rough, and we're playing our second show at the Sky Bar in Tucson, Arizona. And if I could bring one tip right now on the road 
Arizona. What would it be, Aaron? Air conditioning. to the new David Beldock record. So the whole album is really great. It's a lot bluesier than his old stuff. It's good. Get Dave Beldock's new CD, A View From There, if you know it's good for you. No way to take me, no way to bring me down now.
this title to this CD was uh, the brilliant idea of my trombone player, longtime music colleague, April West. And uh, I was trying to figure out what to call something that was going to be kind of a retrospective, but included music from this, this year and also. So she decided, uh, she thought it was good to because I wear all these rings, that I should call it Jim. It was her idea, Jim's. Perfect. Yeah, so it was. And volume one, that means there's going to be a volume two. <laughs> well, I do have volume two and three picked out. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how this goes, you know. So it's the best of. It's not exactly. It's because other people might pick out different things, you know, but there it's more like th interesting things that I found interesting with all kinds of different people because I've recorded with people other than my own groups. And uh, so it's, it's more uh, things of interest. And 20 songs. How did you select those 20 as a collection? Was there some cohesiveness to those 20 songs or... Sort of a certain era, or I, no? I started from 1980. Okay, and I've been in so many different groups and um, and recorded all this time. Yeah, and uh, other people have hired me, you know. So I just kind of tried to make it a uh, interesting, you know. It looks like uh, it's your 13th release. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah, that's incredible. I know. I don't know how that happened. It's. I guess I got in the habit of, of doing it, and we used to, well, when I was with Tobacco Road, um, some band, we used to play up here in North County all the time. Um, we were, it was easy to record, you know, I mean, we were recording onto cassettes. And... It just was much cheaper, and we pretty much recorded one time through all the time. I mean, you know, we didn't do all this recording, tracking, and tracking. Yeah. Are you have you done that though? And uh, have you always just done self self released, or have you worked with? No, producers? I worked with Candy King. You know, and, sure, and uh, record producers and um, big time. Yeah, your Thunderbird sessions are so cool. Oh, thank you. I was fortunate enough to visit I was on a Lord's show that happening oh, yeah. show and what a fun experience first of all to go there and be interviewed but yeah that studio is magical it is and um, the, uh, the vibe was really different from anything else and plus I, I ended up making um, videos from the yeah because we did it as a party we recorded it and I had certain people watching the video you feel like you're at the party yeah you really exactly do. Your website is super fun. You, when you oh, visit good. it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Thank to you for looking at it. You have I have fun with pictures. It. I like all your picture collages. Uh -huh. I can get lost in that. But yeah, the the Thunderbird session videos were were fantastic. I, I highly recommend everyone go check oh, those good. out because that was fun. Let's talk about the release. It's July third. Mm -hmm. uh, Tia Leo's uh, uh, a Wicked Harem production, which we love, love, love Rosalia so yes. much. Mm -hmm. um, so to walk us through. What can we expect? Well. I, I, it's going to be a little bit different than most things I do. It's three bands are going to be entertaining. Um, and because of this uh, album being sort of uh, from 1980 th through this year, 2018, um, I, and the first, the oldest 
recording on the album is uh, one I did with a rock band I was in called Ms. Behaven, which was a sign of the times, you know, it was a kind of a late 70s band. Sure. And just before we broke up, we did a little 45. And, um, and one of them is on, on this uh, particular oh, fun. album. And um, so I wanted to have some kind of uh, something that reminds me of that era and that time. Yeah. And a friend of mine for years and years was in a rock band or kind of uh, more towards that side of things. Mm -hmm. Her name's Lori Corey. Okay. And she wanted me to do, um, uh, she wanted me to let her open for me sometime with her friend that I know is a friend of yours too, Garrison Bailey. Yes. So she, they're going to do with a, a, another bass player too. Uh, they're going to do, you know, open the show for us. Cool. And it just was harking back to those days, you know. This is kind of loose association. Yeah. So um, then, uh, and because I, Tobacco Road was more of a 20s, 30s kind of swing jazz band. And um, so I'm having uh, Zimsy Quartet, which is one of my favorite groups. So cool. I'm really interested in swing bands, you mm -hmm. know, Hawaiian swing, uh, gypsy jazz swing, right. western swing, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so, anyway, I, lo I love that band. So they're going to uh, be the middle band, and then my eight-piece band with special, a lot of special guests will be uh, blowing it out. Fantastic. And how yeah. do uh, the tickets, you can get tickets ahead of time, that would probably be wise to do. I don't know. I think it's just at the door. Okay. Probably. That's way too illegal. It right is. Now. You're right. But you got to get there early then. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, start time? 7.30. Okay. And what do you know what the cover is at the door? 10. Okay. Super. And then you'll yeah. be selling the CD that night? Yeah, for a very, very reasonable price. Okay. And then, of course, <laughs> folks can go and... Uh, is it online now? It's almost online. Okay. It's almost on CD Baby. Uh, you can get them at any of my um, shows. And also, I have a. My friend has an antique space over in um, Car uh, Carlsbad, the antique mall. Cool. And you can get them there too. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did see that space 144. Yes. I think I've been that, to that mall yes. too. My friend Julie. Wonderful. Julie yeah. The, so the, the album it consists of 20 songs that I recorded through from 1980 to 2018 and the new one on it is um, one that I really wanted to do because it was a, a tune that Candy Kane and Laura Chavez, her guitar player for yep. uh, the last eight years, yeah. um, wrote together and Candy only played it like twice okay. out live because she said it was too sad, too emotional for her. Yeah. And it's just this gorgeous, gorgeous tune called Don't Cry For Me, New Jersey. Yeah. And um, I really wanted to record it just because I liked it so much. She has so many, she was so prolific of a songwriter and um, most of which she didn't re play out. And uh, Laura, that's one project Laura and I are mulling around now okay. because we want to get uh, other people to record her things. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, this is the first one. And where did you record that? Uh, at the Thunderbird. Okay. And also, it's with my band, 
with Laura Chavez on guitar and Sharifa singing the lead. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. Amazing. It makes me almost cry every time I hear it. It's yeah. just Candy would be very happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that is a new song that, that your fans had not heard before right. this release. Fantastic. Right. And will you do that with your other volumes that you release? Maybe give a new nugget as well? Probably. Good. I mean, like, it, you know, just to say I'm continuing, it's yeah. just, I have these things. The other the other ones I have in mind are some things uh, that didn't get released, like candy cane things and mm -hmm. stuff. Let's talk about style. Fashion. Because <laughs> yes. you got it going on. <laughs> And I just wonder, uh, you know, where that came from. Is was did someone inspire you when you were younger, or what? How? Why well, do you always look so good? Well, I don't thank you. That's very sweet of you. Um, I am not. I wasn't known for my style. And I look at these old pictures and think, oh my God, you know, what was I doing? I'm pretty sure. Well, I had an aunt that lived with us till she was till I was 15 or so. She was like perfect 50s. Perfect. I've kind of gone through all of her jewelry now. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and, but um, my mother was not into it at all, so, you know, her older sister would fix her up when she needed to. Gotcha. <laughs> but I was more like my mother. But I did observe it for all those years. And then the thing that really changed was playing with Candy Cane. Mm -hmm. And uh, I struggled. For, you're familiar with Candy. Of course. Yeah. I struggled with trying to figure out what, how to compliment her. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, because talk about style. Uh, yeah, and to, you know, add to the act to make sure. it better. And, and I was thinking, well, I could look real super butch, which I'm not that good at that. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm also not that good at looking really glamorous and... Even though you may not, <laughs> but it's true. But uh, you know, I wasn't good with makeup and all that kind of thing. But uh, one day, but I was still trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. you know. And I thought maybe I should look real super um, vintage, yeah, you know, because she was into the rockabilly sure. thing and all that. Anyway, so one day I had this um, little gig, and it happened to be in the afternoon before Candy and um and the band opened for Etta James at the Belly Up. And that was our first time doing it, which she did it many times after, yeah. yeah. But, um, so I went to this gig and it was with this woman named Ainsley. And she was doing her uh, master's thesis on performance art at UCSD. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted me to wear this uh, beehive and you know, fifties outfit with three inch heels and the whole thing. Yeah. And I had to sit and play I've Gotta Be Me for like an hour. <laughs> on and on and on yeah, while yeah. she came out under from under a bunch of balloons and Nice. <laughs> it was hysterical. Anyway, um I said to Candy, you know, just because we're doing this show that's a little bit different, maybe I'll I'll just wear this outfit for fun. Yeah. And so the minute I walked out on stage, it was like I had to wear that thing for the next 10 years, <laughs> yeah. every gig. Every, I mean, the people went nuts, and it's like they all knew me. Right. And it, Isn't that something? It's just me. I you love know. it. I, it brought out things in me, too, because I, I, you know, I got treat. Cleavage and big hair <laughs> does something weird to everybody. <laughs> you know? 
And and so I became I got into another personality and everything. And it wasn't like being perfectly glamorous. You know, I didn't have to because I was having a lot of eye problems then and so I wore my shades all the time. Right. And so I didn't have to worry about Sure. Eye makeup. Sure, yeah. And all I had to ha do was stick that wig on, make sure the wig was fixed. Right. Earrings and um, lipstick, red lipstick. Yep. Anyway, I used to wear a lot of, you know, bangles. Bangles. And, yeah. and now I just wear the rings. But um, and that's all I really had to do, you yeah. know. And But I could wear off the wall stupid things, you know, because candy was off the wall yep. and huge in every single way you can think of so anyway Fine. it was that was fun and I learned from Candy she really brings out the performance in you yeah. almost everybody would say that you know like you have it in you but you don't like when I quit and, and came back home and I didn't want to be on the road anymore and came back and you know just play around town most of the time I had to really lowered my because it was inappropriate <laughs> you know it gotcha, was just like yeah. I don't need to do bring the Angie down a little bit yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha that's awesome <laughs> so let's talk about your Encinitas show you're playing at the Elks Lodge uh -huh. uh, July 13th and um, tell us about that uh, well it's practically the only time I play in North County yeah so I'm happy to have that because I have lots of uh, friends and uh, people that like to swing dance that don't like to drive all the way down to San Diego. So sure. it's really fun. And, um, you know, it brings back a lot of memories because I played at the Belly Up Happy Hour for like about five years with my band Tobacco Road and then with Candy and for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, you know. Do you have fans up here for sure? Yeah. It just—it's very sweet. You what know, uh, what time do you play there? Uh, seven to a little after ten. Okay. And is that a—is there a cover? Or? Yeah, they have some kind of cover. I forget. Okay. What it is? It's around ten, I think. Unless you're a member. So, what is your opinion of the San Diego music scene then and now? And what? And what? Uh, second question: What advice would you give to up-and-coming artists who are in that scene? trying to do their thing. Yeah, well, I would say the music business is, it's hard to figure out right now, and I don't know anyone that has an answer, especially when you're not on the Nash, or huge, you know, have a big giant record company behind you. Those of us that are, can make a living, but, you know, trying to figure it out. I lived on, uh, private parties and I didn't do club gigs all the time and now that's all that's available practically. I mean it's picking up a little bit but so that way of being even making CDs is nobody is really buying them so much anymore but I wasn't sure how to get airplay unless I had a product of sure. some kind. Yeah. So and um, so anyway it's kind of hard to figure out what to do to keep your name out there. Mm -hmm. I would say if you if you want to play music, you should play music, and you'll find something. And I know younger people are more hip to what's what digital kind of things you could do than I am. But um, so maybe that's the route to go. But you know, I used to get 
seven bucks from CD Baby, for example, for mm -hmm. albums, and now I get seven cents yeah. if I'm lucky yeah. for downloads. Right. So you know you can't you can't make much money and. At the recession, when the recession hit, like 2010 or so, it really reflected on uh, the music business for for me because I had done private parties so Right, so those corporate events uh, mm -hmm. stopped for the most part. Yeah, and I'm sure they picked up for people that do Top 40 maybe and stuff like that, but it's still a struggle. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it hard for... People, because a lot of musicians have to have day jobs, and so they're undercutting those of us that don't do want to do that yeah. because they just want to play. And I understand all that. We'll have to figure it out. So I love it. I'm optimistic. <laughs> People will maybe they will suddenly realize they're missing something because there's nothing like live music. Right. So true that. So who did the artwork? This is oh, fantastic. Isn't it? Oh my God, I, I love, love it. it. It's, a, it's a painting. You know, my, my friend Julie Warren, she's been my longtime graphic designer okay. for years and years. And uh, all my albums, from Tobacco Road too, I mean, you know, wow. over the years. And she she uh, did a lot of wonderful uh, artwork when I was with Candy too. I've got a lot of cool pictures that she did Neat. with the beehive and everything. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, she painted that so we don't have to worry about royalties or anything. You know? <laughs> and you have this painting? It's, yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. The purple is just stands looks, out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she she does all the design and the graphics and, you know, we sort of do it together. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, congratulations, Jim's Volume 1. CD release happening July 3rd to Leo's. And of course, uh, your website, suepalmer.com. That's right. And I, as I said, it's, it's a great website. You can have a lot of fun and, and hear a lot and see a lot and learn a lot about you. So that's, yeah. that's wonderful. So thank you, Sue. Anything else you want to tell everyone? Thank you so much for having me up here. It's a beautiful space. And uh, watch the video, everybody. <laughs>
Welcome to the beauty tips portion of the show, July version. July is a really important time. We all want to look beautiful in the summer. And beauty is kind of hit and miss. You know, once upon a time, you could go to the beauty counter and get all kinds of different samples. I really used to enjoy that. I try all kinds of different things. And then one time, oh God, I found this thing. My skin looks so fantastic. And I looked at the bottle, foot cream. Part of being beautiful is being honest about how you feel. Sometimes you gotta cry. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of how you look. Don't be afraid to be beautiful and express yourself inside. Let it out. Don't keep it in. low-budget show and it's actually kind of crappy so we just hope you watch it and enjoy the people that we introduce you to each week there's a lot there's a lot going on and I travel eventually uh, Kristen Casato will add um, an air of legitimacy to our journalism but until such time we just want to say thank you for watching if you want your information to be shared on the listen local show uh, July 25th is the deadline for the August show. So let us know what you have going on. Maybe you want to come down to the ranch and play us some songs. The ranch. Uh, the ranch. Whatever. Maybe you want to. Bring some ranch dressing. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. It's a listen local radio show. Playing songs from San Diego. Rock and roll. Soul and jazz, even the blues, country rap, and acoustic, too. It's the Listen Local Radio Show here in San Diego. Listen Local Radio.com. 24 7, you can turn us on. Listen to it now, come on.